You're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 32 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you, as always, Bob Chichinsky, with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24 Dog, how you doing this week, man? DLC week for, PS- for PC. Yeah, I'm uh, doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Excited. Uh to get back into the shop we are going to be here uh, quite a few times this week recording all kinds of fun stuff um i hope you guys all enjoyed the sorcerer episode that we finally got out to you that was like a ridiculous uh that was like hard episode to do for whatever reason but anyways we are very excited to move out of that and into this I guess two really episodes this week. So, I mean, we got Sorcerers and we've got freaking patch notes, update 27, Stone Thorn DLC, two new dungeons, and all kinds of changes. Patch notes, everyone's favorite episodes. Uh, we know you guys love these ones and we love them too. Super excited to go through these. So, dogged. Do we have do we have any news, man? Do we need it to cover anything before the patch notes? Um, no, there really hasn't been any kind of news or anything. So, just the uh, I mean, considering considering we recorded like three days ago, all right, our last episode, <laughs> yeah. not much has really happened. Yeah, the DLC came out. We did have the wrong date last. Uh, Last episode, it was August 24th, not it was on a Monday. Yeah, that's weird. I remember seeing it on Twitter. It's like, wait, but that's uh, a Monday, and I was confused. But still, we get console one on a Tuesday, which is interesting, <laughs> but it's still you know faster than the two week normal dark time. So, take what we can. And I haven't even got to try them yet on PC. I'm not going to touch them until our core group gets to them on Xbox. I'm also still like 260 maybe CP on PC. So getting there, getting there. Yes, you can't even do a lot of vet yet on PC because you're not CP 300. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't really need to just go do them on normal. Like there's no real point. I'd much rather are my first time be like the blind vet run we do trying to get that hard mode done hopefully our good friend uh grammaton will have time yeah i should have time over the weekend when that releases so as long as he's available then it'll work out and hopefully we can bring you guys more awesome fun news of us taking on hard modes on day one etc or week one at least since our schedules are insane right now i highly doubt We'll make it day one, but you never know. So anyways, before we go off on a tangent, um, let's go straight into the current state of Cyrodiil. We got a full, full episode for you guys of patch notes. So we're just going to hit, you know, news and Cyrodiil stuff real quick. We do, of course, have the scoreboards for you guys. Um, You know, 
PC. It's a recent start still. Not too far in. On Greyhost, Evan Hartpact is leading with 11K. Daggerfall is in second with 10,248. And the Old Mary Dominion is in third with 10,154. So that's a close gap. And it's honestly not even that far to first place. But, you know, DC, they got to go. We need a win on Greyhost, PC, and A. I want to see it. The big server. Maybe I should get in there and help them a little bit <laughs> instead of just, you know, asking them to do it. Yeah, you can at least, you know, help people flip flags or you can you can see just what you can do. I can. Not no one ever sieges enough. So <laughs> there's never a problem with good just going in there and sieging. Yeah, so, you might uh, die instantly, but you know, at least you can siege, right? You know, yeah, last time I went in there I died pretty fast to a lot of snipes. So I think I need to probably have at least some two pieces of heavy armor, maybe some specific PvP gear with some health glyphs or something. You know, we'll get it figured out, but that's for a later date. As for now, we have the PCEU scores as well, where Evan Hart is leading as well. 10.5k. DC right behind him, 10k, and All Mary Dominion. Last place again. 9k so um identical standings uh red blue yellow let's see the dc move up still a lot of time in those campaigns so dogged what about xbox all right for uh, xbox na dc is dominating the uh scoreboards over there still they are in lead with 72.5k ep is in second with 44.5k and then AD is in the last with 42.1k. And then for Xbox EU, DC is leading once again with 56.6k. EP is in second with 50.6k. And AD is in is shortly behind with 49.6k. So AD just needs to get 1k more points and they could easily pass EP. Well, at least uh, once again, we got DC leading both of them. Does not get much better than that. AD, though, man, they've been last all four so far. That's no good. <laughs> so as for the PlayStation 4 servers, as always, our uh, PS4 correspondent, Lotus of Doom, has brought us the scores, and they are all married Dominion in first place, 58K, Daggerfall Covenant in second, 57k and Evan Hart packed in last 54k and there's only 12 days remaining on these console ones so it's coming down to it um you know DC definitely still has a chance to go catch all Mary Dominion and we could be winning uh you know half the servers again that would be cool because spoiler alert in EU Evan Hart packed is taking the lead for PS4 they are plowing up ahead. 64K, Ebonheart. Daggerfall Covenant in second, 52K. And All Mary Dominion in last, again, 47K. So, All Mary Dominion is in last in five of the six servers. And unfortunately, that's not that good. <laughs> but they are leading PS4 and A. So, I mean, they're at least they're leading one. Yep, it's the if they're leading the one that Lotus is helping on, right? You know, with Guarnier. 
That's he's, true. Uh, putting Shane to uh, Guaranir's character. <laughs> Dude, man, he's probably got Crown Emperor on Guaranir. Let's be real. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope that uh, you guys are, uh, you know, your faction is leading your home server. You know, we just hope that you guys are all true DC players. I'm just kidding. You know, but go DC. We need we need to lead them more. I want to see us win them all. Anyways, anyways, I'm going off. I'm excited to try the PvP stuff, and we're going to slightly talk about some of the changes. Performance changes are always like, you can't really go into them too much. You got to go test them. So but we are going to read them off for you guys. That's for sure. Anyways. Here we go. Speaking of patch notes to read, we have plenty of them for you. It is the third patch note episode that we've got to do here in the Red Diamond Courier. We don't mess around with PTS stuff. We wait until it's official. And this is the third DLC of the year. And thus being our first year as a podcast. Yeah, third time. We've got one more coming later this year, so uh, let's knock it out of the park, dog. Dungeon content, man. I see this is where you want to start. Two brand new dungeons. All kinds of cool stuff, right? Yeah. So the two dungeons are Castle Thorn and Stone Garden. For the uh, veteran version, they have the new challenge banners. And what these do is that they turn on and off the hard mode for the new dungeons. Although, like, I know that they said just you know they're just banners, but I hope they continue to do more than like like uh, for example the tome from Fang Lair or the statue of Mafala from the Cradle of Shadows dungeons, you know, kind of just like different stuff that like represents the dungeons, because that's always you know cool to see the different stuff. I could have sworn they said they were gonna put those challenge banners for all of them. They were gonna replace everything with those banners. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, they could literally be going entirely opposite the direction of what well, you're they, hoping. I hope that they, you know, <laughs> do more unique stuff. Yeah, so, I like, like to see the unique stuff, too. I think Even it's... if it's, like, you know, the challenge man, if we turn it on and off, but, yeah. Like, for example, you could, like, rebuild the statue of Afala after you destroy it if it's too hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> Like it kind of adds a little bit uh, extra, you know, to the end of the dungeon, like doing that hard mode. Like, I guess, um, man, I don't know. The immersion, you know, like you feel like it's real, like and it's not just some little like thing that's in every dungeon or whatever, you know. Yeah. Plus, like, some of the stuff will, like, you, like, it tells you, like, a little story. You're like, like, if you do this, then the boss will be mad and he'll want to slay you and burn you alive. Or... <laughs> yeah, don't touch his stuff or <laughs> their stuff. They'll get yeah, angry. Yeah, like, re-inciting re- re- this cantation would probably be a bad idea and you probably shouldn't do it. And I recited the can- incantation for Fanglair. <laughs> oh, God, Fanglair. <laughs> So, moving on from uh, these new hard mode things, we do have some new sets, of course, with the dungeon. 
Uh, we usually, we don't go over all, we try not to go over all of them, you know, we don't get carried away, but we're going to get carried away this time. There is a lot of interesting looking sets coming, and that is always, you know, a really good plus, and, you know, when they put out dungeons that give you incentive to go back in them, other than, you know, just get an undaunted key or whatever, it's been, you know, it's a nice addition, you know, it really, I think, gives the dungeon more life. And, of course, getting more awesome sets into the game, uh, you know, brings different, you know, builds and play styles. Always, always awesome. Sets, freaking, one of the best parts of ESO, I think. So, anyways, I'm rambling. Dogged. Talfig's Treachery, the light set here. We're going to start with uh, these Castle Thorn sets. So, yeah, Talfig's Treachery. What about this, man? I know you like it. All right, so the fifth piece passive for this increases your spell damage by 372, but also increases the damage taken from Flame and Fighter's Guild damage by a 10%. Now, for, like, kind of like in comparison... New Moon gives a 401 spell damage, but has the 5% increase ability cost. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you get a little bit less damage, but, like, unless if you're fighting a Mag DK in PvP, the, uh, like, you know, the side effects are isn't as terrible. Especially, you know, in a PvE instance. Those Fire Ballistas, though. Well... I mean, but yeah, I mean, I agree. You're not a vampire and you're running that set, right? (laughs) Yeah, then you're definitely you're gonna be getting ripped by some fire damage. You can always put some fire reduction, you know, on your jewelry or whatever. But I mean, it's uh, it's a good set. It's really interesting, and like you said, it gives a little bit of a rival to New Moon, which is always good. And that is that still at four hundred? That got brought down, right? Yeah, I think it used to be like 500 and some. Or... Oh, okay, okay. Now it's a 400. Yeah, so that's definitely good. Pretty close to it. Yeah. So for the next set, we have the medium one, Unleashed Terror, and it's five piece. When you deal direct damage with a charge, leap, teleport, or pull ability, you cut your enemy, causing them to bleed for 10 seconds. Dealing 19,728 physical damage over the duration. So just about 20,000 damage over 10 seconds. This ability can occur once every 10 seconds per target. So you can put this on as many targets as you want. And it's going to have 100% uptime. So that's about 2k extra damage a second. And can have a 100% uptime. Like... This set is crazy, and if you don't think that this is going to be a popular set in PvP, you're tripping, because this is going to be... This is broken. I could see right off right off the bat. I agree. Like, that, that's just... Especially since, like, you know, people use a crit charge or crit rush. Yeah, Stand- and I mean, Stamblade is ambush. I mean... Um, Templars is the uh, gap. Yeah. Plan. So, I mean, and the leap, like, are you kidding me? That is for all DKs. So, I mean, and then a pull, like, that could be even a necromancer could put that on and just have the ridiculous little, like, bound armor that, like, when you hit them, it pulls you into them. So, I mean, 
if that's their plan, that's what they want, and they're putting damage on you that way, then all of a sudden it could be like, oh crap, how do I, how do I stop this? So yeah, but it's a medium set. Keep that in mind. So it's definitely gonna be stand builds for sure. All right, the uh, next set is the Crimson Twilight. It's a heavy set. And then this one's the fifth piece says, uh, after taking damage, you surround yourself in an eight meter mist of blood. After two seconds, the mist is finally siphoned into your body, dealing 8,200 bleed damage to nearby enemies and healing you for 100% of the damage done. And then this effect can occur once every eight seconds. And now this sounds like a nice PvP tank armor set for survival and doing damage. Like, just, you know, sitting in front of, like, a huge group of ads, or not ads, but uh, sitting in front of a huge group of uh, enemies at a keep, like, on a flag. Like, not only that, you know, that's 8k damage for everyone, and you're healing for all that damage, too. Just, just a lot. <laughs> and it's yeah. any type of damage. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's interesting. Like, 100%. Uh, of that heal as long as you get all that damage off i mean nice so we are going to skip the monster sets because there's so many of these normal good sets to talk about and they're so good uh those were the three from castle thorn and we also have stone garden where uh the we have two that we're going to talk to you guys about the medium and heavy and uh dog i'm gonna let you take the medium one away i know uh you said you you kind of had something to say about it all right well this isn't really you know kind of about the set but the kind of just the way it's written and it's fifth piece passive says uh after an enemy you recently damaged dies she allowed a how granting three allies with 15 meters the heat of call the heat of the call synergy Activating the synergy gives you and the activator 12 ultimate, and then this effect can occur once every 20 seconds. Now, the interesting part is that it says allies, but we'll talk about that a little bit later because, well, there's a, I have a little bit of a grain of salt to add to that. That's, you know, we're going to talk about whole discussion. I feel like you just have a huge salt shaker that you just pull out a grain of salt every time. You're like, yeah. I got a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, so then the heavy set, we have Arcasis Genius. Whenever you drink a potion, you and three group members gain 44 ultimate. This effect can occur once every 30 seconds. Wow. So, yeah, that's a lot of ultimate. And it's only three group members, but I mean that's really nice for say a dungeon, you know. And it was a, it's a good heavy set too. Like on the way up, it's got like armor and some other things. But um, crazy, crazy awesome five piece. Um, that's the second set that gives you more ultimate from this dungeon because the medium one clearly does that as well. So. It's, uh, you know, it's all about the ultimates. And um, we, when I posted this one in our Discord, everyone was like, oh, man, 
that's going to be ball group central right there, especially with all the armor and everything. It's heavy. Like, oh, yeah. So everyone getting their ultimates constantly. It can occur every 30 seconds. It's going to be interesting to see if people really end up liking that one a lot. I think it has some good potential. Yeah, and it's like 30 seconds is like, the same amount of time your your potion yeah right so it it works out perfect yeah it's not like you could use it like earlier than that because you're waiting on a potion so so you can't be like oh well my potion like it takes 28 seconds and i use it right away and i have to wait you know 28 more seconds or anything so that should be ready for your potion i think potion cooldowns like what 35 or 40 seconds yeah, I think it's 46. 40. Oh, okay. I was going to say 45, and I was like, maybe, I think 40, though. But yeah, 46 sounds about right. So, yeah, awesome sets. Very exciting. Uh, what about some of this other stuff here, dog, that you could get out of these um, these dungeons? All right, so, you know, uh, you can get four new titles, a new die, a new skin, a new pet, and then Bob's favorite is the new Memento. Why is that my favorite? Because I know how much you love mementos. Uh, you know, every now and again, you get some really good ones, man. Yeah, but you just love using mementos inside of a cereal, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not really fair. But at least there's a skin this time. Yes. All right, so that is all the stuff on the new dungeons. You guys could go try them now if you play on PC or Stadia. And you can try them next week, coming out September 1st for console. So get excited, guys. DLC time. Go get yourself that skin. Go get yourself, uh, you know, your achievements. And uh, go try out some of those sets. Arcasis Genius sounds really interesting. So, yeah. Now we got a bunch of other cool stuff to talk about. And Dog has really put a whole blurb of stuff right here. Do you want me to read this whole th- the whole thing? Uh, yeah, you can read her first part. Okay. So it must be important because Dog put the whole thing. This is from Gina Bruno. As mentioned in the intro, all item sets have been audited to reduce their implications on performance. Proc sets will no longer do additional range checks on events that already passed one, such as an event triggering off of a light or heavy attack. We'll no longer send messages to the server when they fail or are on cooldown, and are properly labeled as a proc set to ensure they do not trigger other proc sets. During this audit, we have also brought almost every set in the game under our set bonus efficiency standard, which breaks down a set into its total worth of stats provided, plus modifiers such as how difficult or specific the set is to use slash engage with. Due to more staggering size of this list, because there's a lot of freaking sets, we've broken up the changes into more specific categories. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a lot, you know, they went through, like, pretty much almost every set in the game beforehand, and that's just, you know, a lot of sets, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think like, you know, that part of it is, you know, it's good, right? You know, it'll help the servers, that's good. But then, you know, you have the much more concerning part of Gina's message is, uh, 
Additionally, we have adjusted all item sets that have radius checked for friendly targets to no longer target all allies, but instead target group members only. This will reduce the amount of parsing and messaging dealt by the server and reduce the staggering power many of these sets can en enable in non-grouped content. And then this change affects the following item sets. Dog, are you telling me they're just killing Overland Healing? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty crazy for them to take item sets just fully out of the game like that. So um, it's a long list. I mean, I could just kind of go through it. Uh, if your favorite sets are on this list, you know, F and chat for you, RP on that grind. Sorry, homies. Almalexia's Mercy, Automated Defense, Brands of Imperium, Cold Harbor's Favorite, Draugr's Rest, Earth Gore, Grand Rejuvenation, Hagraven's Garden, Haven of Ursus, Hollow Fang Thirst, Inventor's Guard, Kind's Wind, Lamia's Song, Lord Warden, Lunar Bastion, Master Architect, Meritorious Service, Powerful Assault, Redistributor, Trinimax Valor, Vestment of Olorima, and Winter's Respite. Man, that is so many healing sets. And that's not even just like random ones. That's a lot of big name healing sets. Yeah. And like Winter's Respite, like that that was a healing set that they introduced like literally last patch. Like it just came out. It's brand new set. Yeah, Kinds and Win too. I was like, Dude, that just came out. Yeah, like if you're a warden in PvP and you could buff people up, like that was that was insane. And now it's just, you know, it's just it, you can't, it only applies to group members, which, yeah, I mean, like the main thing is that this targets is PvP, and you know, I think like one of the few sets that like really stood out to me was Alarima. Because it used to be, Alarima could be applied to a hundred people if you wanted to, but now because they changed it, it only applies to six people max. So, as as far as like you know, like over staggering of power of like PvP players, that set isn't really cutting it out anymore because they can only have to give it to six people at a time, and they have to be your group members now. And, you know, I don't think, you know, you have, like, the entire Ebonheart faction inside of, like, a little Discord call being like, oh, hey, look, I'm going to drop Alarima right here. Everyone stack up. Because, I mean, for one, can you even imagine that Discord call if you had, like, what, two I don't think people in it? Or if you pull that <laughs> off. I, don't, I have a lot of faith in Discord, but <laughs> there's some things that push the limits. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Honestly, it's I and on I mean, I'm just looking through the notes here and you I'm just going to kind of let you uh, go hot take on this almost. I look, Don't get too crazy. But yeah, I mean, how about it? Yeah, I mean, for some of the sets, like it makes sense on why you want to target like your group members. Like, in all honesty, I think that uh, what the new set. Uh, what was it? medium set craglin's howl i think that should have definitely been like a group thing i don't know why it was allies because it only targets three people 
but yeah also there is the uh some of the other sets like uh like master architect and uh some of like the trial sets that came from uh i think it was the uh, clockwork trial or the Morrowind trial but uh those sets kind of make sense because they were that's something they want to say inside your group And then, like, a couple patches before, like, they changed the, how the PvP skill and ultimates work. You know, Warhorn and Barrier. In fact, I think, uh, it's either, I think it was the first, the first dungeon DLC, they fixed the, uh, bug that, uh, Barrier was being applied to non-group members for, uh, console players. Which was an interesting bug. I'm... I didn't even know it was a bug. I didn't realize that they fixed it or that they meant to change it to allies or that they meant to change it to group players only. But, uh, yeah, I think I find that what the most problematic is like the, uh, those ults are based around PVP and had a cap on how many people were affected before they changed it to, uh, you know, help the servers and to only target a certain amount of people inside your group now and like a lot of these sets seriously got like just changed within themselves right yeah like i mean take earthcore earthcore is a set that heals one person with an aoe and now it is group only like do you know how many people random people i've like helped during dragons or hero storms even world bosses that you know they just stepped in my uh you know, either I, I either heal them as part of my rotation or they stepped in my purify heal, which, you know, propped Earthcore and it saved their lives. That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. And what about some of the other sets that got affected? Yeah, so some of the other sets, you know, you have Alamexia's Mercy, Hollow Fang, Kind's Wind, Trinamax Valor, and Winter's Respite. Um, those sets are all really were all really nice to have. Like you know, Winter's Respite was an extra heal. I know Hollow Fang was like a big one recently. Yeah, I loved I loved you know seeing other other people's Hollow Fang and Cyrodiil, or even like you know fighting World Boss. Like mm-hmm. I had a healer with Hollow Fang and Alarima, and it was with the, I was playing with the, with a the tank, and it was my character, my main, and we pretty much were able to kill a new World Boss fairly simple, and both of our earth wars, you know, proc to save the tank because it was a new world boss. Mm-hmm. And we got it down pretty, you know, recently fast because of the, uh, because the other healer was buffing me up. And now like that won't be able to happen anymore. It's like, we'd have to group up for, you know, earth war to be even helpful. Which, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I hope that it works, I guess, and uh, it's not as drastic as it seems like it is, but I guess time will tell. Yeah, now there's one more set that I want to talk about. Man. This is, you know, the most, I, I find the most ridiculous thing that, that could be applied, but it is the Grand Rejuvenation, which is better known as the Dragonstar Arena Restosaf, which it reads... The initial heal of Grand Healing invigorates you and your group members affected for 4 seconds, restoring 117 Magicka and Stamina every 1 second. 
Now, I am, like, personally, I am dumbfounded about this change because it literally, this, this staff literally affects one ability. And that's kind of, like, its main purpose. Like, if you have that staff, you're using that, that ability. And if you're not, then I don't, I don't know why, you, why you'd be running that staff, you know? But, uh, and it really brings up the question is if they'll go as far as making healing group only for better server stability. Which, I mean, that'd just be awful. Yeah, that'd be pretty awful. And, you know, bottom line, like, they need to figure, like, they need to figure it out and hopefully they fix everything. And they can kind of like revert the changes so that, uh, you know, Earth Gore and all these healing sets can be applied to allies too in the future. Otherwise, yes, yeah, so we'll be in a rough patch for uh, Overland content. Especially if they want to do harder, challenging uh, Overland content like, you know, Hero Storms. People like the harder content like Hero Storms and the Dragons. Because they weren't soulable, like, you know, Dolans. Yeah. And, like, you know, a lot of people don't do that in a group, you know? Yeah, it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's it was the daily, you know, go do three hero storms, and, well, now it's just one hero storm, but, you know, everyone's at, at that area, and if your healing sets are only going to be healing, you know, group only, then at that point, you have to stack your max magicka and your spell damage to make your heals good because item sets are just not cutting it anymore. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's uh it's an interesting patch. It's we're gonna see for I know for a healer as yourself, it's probably why you feel you know hot. That's why you that's why you're hot about it. Yeah, most definitely. Like, you know, if you're, you know, if you main DPS, you're like, oh, well, I mean, like, you, you don't see it something that's different, but I mean, it's just like it for everything, you know, you know, like I main Templar, so like if I see changes to Sorks, it doesn't phase me as much because I don't really play Sorks, but, you know, you mess with Templars, so I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. But <laughs> just like Bob's like, you mess with Necro, he's, he'll be like, no, 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 you can't do that. You're messing with my Necro. Even if it's the exactly. dim-witted class of the Elder Scrolls, so for as far as uh, any more set changes go, there are some of those listed sets were crafted sets. Assassin's Guile is now a Magicka or Stamina set. It goes both ways. And Cold Harbor's favorite, this set now heals or damages for... 16.2k over 6 seconds rather than 12.2k over 4 seconds. So it lasts a little longer, does a little more. Maybe it's a little more efficient. I don't think I've really seen many people run that. So I know Dog like to craft it for like under level characters every now and again. Yeah. Um, Innate Axiom got a little bit of a change. The two-piece... Oh, that's right. That one looked interesting. Yeah, the two-piece now gives weapon and spell damage instead of just Magicka. And then the three-piece gives stamina and Magicka. It is a much uh, better set because it used to be, you know, second piece was Magicka, third piece was stamina. Now it's one piece is Magicka and stamina, the other piece is more weapon and spell damage. So, 
pretty good. Um, Magnus's gift increased the proc chance to fifteen percent. Um, that's a uh, better. I mean, I I would still prefer Seducer with the uh, flat rate, but fifteen percent is better than eight percent. So. Yes, yes, it is. All right, Doc. So that is like pretty specific sets, you know, towards healing. Was there any other sense that really got messed with, you know, outside of healing? All right, so like another set was a, uh, you know, New Moon Acolyte. It reduced the weapon and spell damage, uh, granted to 401, down from 481. And they said that was done to make up the fact that the resource costs penalty could be easily alleviated in group by uh, having allies supply you with sets or assist or synergies. So. Or if you're a Breton, Red Guard. For Shacklebreaker, they increased the stamina magicka by a whole 65 more uh, points. So they also reordered the second, the second and fourth piece to better account for bar swapping, which is pretty nice of them. So armor of the training is now a three-piece set rather than a five-piece, and it, it goes as one piece is. 1454 health, second piece is Magicka, and the third piece is Stamina. I kind of saw that as like an, more of an interesting change. Um, if you want a nice one-piece set, it gives you health. I think it gives you more health than... Uh, yeah, the uh, one-piece for uh, the army or the trainee gives uh, a 200 more health more than like a one-piece monster set. So if you just need like... One, if you have one spare piece because you're using a mythic item, you could slap on a random trainee piece. To give you some more health, so there's you know that gives you options. Um, Veiled Heritons kind of received a buff. It increased the weapon damage bonus by uh, 516, which is up from 400. Uh, the set also increases your bash attack damage by 516. Uh, Beekeeper, the that set uh, third and fourth pieces are now health rather than health recovery. And they increased the health recovery of that set up to 900, which it needs to be at 400. So that's a bit of a increase, especially for tanks. Um, you're going to get a lot more health now, and you're going to get a lot more uh, health recovery. Uh, Briarheart, they reduced the healing of the set down to 350, which it needs to be at 378. But the set is no longer has a proc chance. So whenever you deal crit damage, your weapon damage will be increased by 450 for 10 seconds. And while the effect of active, any crit strikes also heal, heal you for 350 with a 15 second cooldown. Like, you know, what it used to be. So you're still going to have that 5 second cooldown, but now there's not a proc chance for it to, you know, reactivate itself. So that's a little bit better. Uh, Bright Throat Boast got a Magicka recovery uh, up, boosted up to 167, and it used to be 150. Uh, one of the sets that always kind of like intrigued me was the Mad Tinker set from from Clockwork. They increased the damage set to uh, 10,390 uh, from almost 10,000. Is that 9999? Uh, they removed the proc set, which is what uh, why I never went with that set. So now, whenever you deal damage, a Ferminous Fabricant will be summoned that will charge the enemy 
and it'll do the damage. Um, and then they reduce the cooldown to 8 seconds, down from 10. Uh, Mother Sorrow, they increase the spell crit by 13, so it's now 1937, it's now 1924. Uh, Soaks of the Sun, uh, this two-piece now gives spell crit instead of max health, which I think is a good change because it is the alternative to Burning Spell Weave, which also had like flame damage and kind of dealt with it. But yeah, Soaks of the Sun is like the, it gives a 400... Uh, extra magic or extra spell damage to your flame damage abilities and if you're a mag decay you could use that instead of struggling for that uh, burning spell we have inferno staff the uh, sword singer this set now increases your weapon damage by two-handed attacks by 600 uh, from 450 that's a decent little amount. a war maiden another big good one uh uh, that set now grants 600 spell damage to your magic attacks up from 400. That is awesome. I run that on my mag blood. I'll take 200 extra spell damage all day. I love extra spell damage. Uh, burning spell weave, they reduce the spell damage granted to 490, down from 525. But this set no longer has a proc chance, so now when you deal damage to the flame ability, you apply the burning status effect to the enemy and increase your spell damage for 8 seconds. And then that effect can occur once every 12 seconds. So now you just have a 4 second downtime. Which is a lot better than 4 second downtime plus the proc chance. So. Okay, Alarion's Legacy. Seems like this uh, set got another buff. Uh, they slightly increased the travel speed. Uh, probably just to match the... Uh, animation of it, but they also increase the damage done to 14,200 up from 12,900. And the set no longer ex excludes non-magical oriented attacks to Procket's condition. So if you want to be a bow build with Calurine's Legacy, you go. <laughs> Combat Physician, they reduce your shield size to 4308, down from 9506, and the cooldown is now per target rather than overall, so it's probably closer to like a combat physician. That is a huge reduction in the shield. Yeah, it's probably closer up to like prayer shawl now, except for it's still better. Still, that's like a rip, pretty much. Yeah. Her scenes, which is uh, one of the green orb sets, uh, it now grants uh, you and nearby allies. You and nearby allies 145 stamina recovery rather than reducing your you and your nearby allies stamina costing abilities by four percent. That's a little bit interesting. Hollow Fang Thirst, they reduce the magic of granite down from 2500, which it used to be at 3000, so about a little 500 uh, nerf there. But yeah, I mean, grant that with the fact that you can only give it to group members, yeah. I mean, plus 500 is a big group anyways. All right, pick a couple more, dog, and let's get through this. But there's so many. Like, I know, but we can't go through every one. I'm, not going I'm, fall I'm falling asleep over here. The audience <laughs> is going to be falling asleep. You're falling asleep because you weren't talking. My Solo said she can't even hear, and she's falling asleep. <laughs> oh, they nerf Sanctuary. Uh, Sanctuary, they, uh, that set now grants 10% healing taken instead of, and it was, that used to be 12. 
spell power cure death set now grants major courage when you overheal the target for five seconds rather than having a 50 percent chance to grant it when you heal them at 100 percent and that set no longer has a six person target cap what does that mean to overheal the target for five seconds no okay so it'll give you major courage when you whenever you overheal the target so if you target you get major courage for five seconds so overheal is like you know your breath of life always does more than my health when it crits or whatever that's an overheal right yeah or if you're you know standing in a healing aoe that'll give you the uh nature courage as well okay uh, the worm shramia is uh, just like cursing that uh they switched to 145 magic recovery instead of the four percent magic ability cost reduction all right now to trial them and these trial sets uh arms are reliquin they uh reduce the amount of stacks to 10 which used to be at 20 but they increase the damage per tick to 300 per stack up from 200 to ensure the dps remains the same so it'll take less time for you to get up to your max stacks and you do pretty much i would believe more dps afterwards so i don't understand how they think the dps will remain the same that math doesn't add up 300 per stack at 10 that's 3000 but 20 at 200 that's 4000 I think it's more like you uh, get the you get more damage faster. So at ten, mm. you're at uh, three thousand, and we're at, at ten before you were at two thousand, and you still had to build up. And it take Fair it, enough, it used yeah. to take twenty seconds, and sometimes like if you're in a and it's hard to seconds, keep it up. Like, yeah, and it's hard to keep it up. You have to and even just to like, even just to like get it to twenty can be tough. Yeah, and you know if you mess up your rotation then well you're not doing you know maximum damage for 20 seconds mm-hmm. all right so vestment of alarima they reduce the area of effect to five seconds down from 10 seconds they adjusted the max targets to six per tick down from 12 um it can still affect more than six per second but it has to, but only, but not six people only six people can get it at once so uh the you can get the major courage for 20 seconds down from 30 seconds and my problem with this is that uh you know if i was to if i we were in our in our dungeon group right now if i was to spam my radiant regeneration for about 11 seconds it would apply to three people the other three people and then the same people will get it until the the first person the you know the unlucky person it's completely gone then it re-ups his buff his healing buff and that's kind of my main worry for this is like like if uh it just keeps giving the same six people it until like the 20 seconds are up and let's say that you have to move around like you know in trials you have to move around sometimes like you know you have to move to the opposite side maybe you go downstairs for like craghorn not craghorn you go downstairs for like a cloud rest. You know, there's different types of stuff where having that extra damage is nice. And if they can't fix it the correct way, so that it applies to different people each time, then it's kind of de- defeats the purpose of the set. But 
Yeah. And also, one that got changed is Sororia as well, which uh, it changed to 52 spell damage per tick, up from 30, and the stacks went down to 10 from 20. So pretty much all the Cloud Rest ones got changed. Yeah. See that now. But Sororia, yeah, that one... I like that because 20, staying at 20 is annoying. It takes forever to get to 20. So having 520 spell damage at 10 instead of 620, I think that'll be an efficient change. So anyway, for the sake of time, we are going to skip the uh, PvP set changes. And... Dogged, of course, is going to pick a couple here. But for the most part, we're going to skip these PvP and monster set ones, except the really, really, really important ones. Um, Because we could literally talk about all these all night long. Um, The patch notes, as you guys know, if you look up Update 27 patch notes, ESO and Google, you'll find them. They're on the forums. This is PC Update 27. Changes are all there for you guys to go see. Um, yeah, I just don't want this to be a four-hour episode. <laughs> so, um, all right, dog, go ahead. Vicious Death. All right, so Vicious Death, uh, this now grants an additional 1487 spell penetration to its fifth piece bonus, and they increase the damage done on kill to 22,400, up from 15,800. So, Vicious Death got buffed. <laughs> yeah. That's a serious buff. Yeah, that, that is a serious buff. And then, you know, I'll just go and let you talk about Thrash and Strangers because, you know, I know how this makes you feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I never really got to play with it that much. So it doesn't bother me that much, but it was nice to see my numbers push close to 50k, that's for sure. But yeah, they're totally ripping Thrash and Stranglers. It will not grant weapon damage, so if you wanted to do it for your stand builds, but it reduces the spell or weapon damage granted per stack to 23 down from 150. Which is pretty much a maximum 100% nerf entirely. This set now causes you to lose 120 maximum health for every stack you have. The maximum stat count is now 50 up from 20. So they did, you know, more than double the stacks you can have, but it wasn't even easy to get to 20 and stay alive. So, you know, it's hard to get to 50, but the resulting in the final stats being 1,150 weapon and spell damage, negative 6,000 health, and negative 50% shield efficacy. So, I, I I don't know. See, I mean, that isn't so bad because you still not get healed the same. Like I can still heal you for you know. Yeah, but my, if I lose six thousand health, that, that, I'm is, like, that, that is a lot of health. You only have like what, like fourteen k health. Seven. No, I'm usually sitting around like seventeen. I think for a dungeon group, so oh, I'd be sitting like, like 11, 12. I'm in like one shot range though at that point. You know. Yeah. 
So now when you die, you probably lose your stacks, right? You definitely lose the stacks. So. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I I feel like it's a pretty much rip on that one. But I did go get the Ring of the Wild Hunt for myself on PC. That one didn't get ripped. All right, so is that... Are we good on sets there now, dog? Yeah, that wraps it up on sets. So with that, we are going to hit our halfway break here. Taking the middle portion of our episode to remind you we are a part of the wildly popular Robots Radio Podcast Network. Where you can find us and many other great shows at robotsradio.net. Go check them out. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. All right, all right. So, coming out of that, we do have plenty of patch notes left for you guys. Uh, you know, this is all the not so, um, you know, monotonous kind of stuff. They literally changed like a hundred plus sets. So, there was a lot to talk about. Like I said, um, you know, if you heard, oh man, one of my sets that's, you know, getting changed. All of this on the patch notes there for you guys to go check out. Um, so we are here, update 27. We've got more performance improvements coming. Uh, not going to read through them word for word, but be assured they are definitely working on stuff. Uh, one that I thought was really good is that um, their server performance Server performance has been improved in one of the least performant cases by distributing trials more evenly across the system. You know, in essence, trials are not going to be as janky. So, you know, there was problems with trials being very laggy, um, very, you know, input lag problems, enemies like, you know, spawning in or, you know, doing weird things. So hopefully that will fix that. We'll see. They've been working on trying to fix that that stuff for a little bit ago. So they're trying to make um, the memory, the messages system. You know, when you get that, you know, kick out of the game and it's like too many messages sent. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, you spammed it too many times or whatever. They're trying to fix that. They're adding, you know, more memory in the area it needs. I don't know you know back end stuff but they're fixing they're trying to fix that they've optimized the initial login flow so when you first log into your character which is honestly like the longest load screen let's all be real uh they're trying to lower that load screen and then they also made some optimizations to reduce hitches when setting different outfits which that's a problem on xbox it's always like kind of laggy or messing up pieces and just not not overall that great i hope they really get a good handle on that one yeah some of the i know a lot of times the uh 
armor and weapons stuff and I try to like look at it, it won't work. So it's like I can only access it to make it work at like an actual outfitting station, not like using kind of like that menu. Oh yeah, definitely the same for me. So what about uh this uh character pathing for the housing dog? Tell us all about it. You excited? Yeah, I can you know, talk about it. Uh, you know, character pathing and housing. You can now tell your pets, mounts, and assistants to walk around. This is available to everyone, which is, you know, good. It's not just an ESL plus thing or anything. Uh, the forums has a how-to to for it, which is nice. But, yeah, you can place up to 30 nodes or stops per path. Uh, you can fine-tune it, and you can make them walk, run, sprint, or wait at, for a certain amount of time at stops. Uh, there's three different pathing types. They have ping pong, loop, or random. And, you know, this is kind of like just, you know, some questions slash comments that uh, I kind of came up is like, I wonder if like, you know, you're, you have your worksheet and your banker set up to move it around. I wonder if like when they walk away from you, if they'll pull your merchant slash banker menu away from you too. So, like, you know how, like, in the, you know how sometimes when you first, like, pull out your merchants, you go to it, you talk to it, and it'll kick you out because it, like, moves. I wonder if that'll be, like, the same thing. And then at that point, you played yourself or your house owner played, or, like, the owner of the house played you. And I think that would kind of be funny. And then, you know, kind of the second thing is, like, does this mean that traps are next in, like, you know, kind of, like, the design of things? like? Can I lure my fellow guildmates into my death ship and then boom, lock them in a cage inside of it and have swinging axes sway to, you know, decapitate them or just kill them. But, you know, <laughs> something along like, like, you know, those items, something along like those, you know, traps. That'd be fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah, that's, that's one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> fun for you. Not me, who's the one getting trapped. <laughs> like, what, what, you don't want to, you know, you if you, you want to talk to the merchant, you have to go up to up to the death ship, and then the the merchant will take a left, and yeah, right towards you. <laughs> <You're> just like <laughs> you just program it to run right at the slight pace faster <laughs> than people could get to it, so they just have to chase it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll definitely have to mess with that uh, here this weekend and see if I could figure anything out before it gets to console. But all I have for house on PC is the snug pod. So there's not a lot of pathing to go on around there. You can have your uh, whatever, you know, circle around the house. Yeah. (laughs) If only there was room for that. But anyways. uh, So, yeah, going beyond that. There are some awesome new furnishings coming into the game. Solitude furnishings uh, coming from the Skyrim dailies, 24 new ones. Very awesome. Plus the Master Craft Mediator added seven new plans and put the previous seven ones at a cheaper cost. So that is uh, where you go turn in your Master Ritz, that dude. He has new cool stuff. Go check it out. Plus, there are two achievement furnishings, as always, for the new dungeons when you do them on vet. And 
usually that stuff is really awesome. So I would always recommend checking out the Undaunted story after you beat these Unved to see what you unlocked. Yes. Next up, we have the uh, Battleground Outfit Silas rework. Uh, pretty much the Fire Drake, Pit Damon, and Stormlord will now drop easier instead of super rare. And, uh, you know, Rip Arc Shield because it is not one of the three listed, and the other ones will still be a bit harder to grab. So I love how they're like, yeah, this is a problem. Let's fix <laughs> half of it. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Why don't you fix the rest of it? Uh, whoa, dude. Whoa. <laughs> one yeah. step at a time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Ark is going to grind for that show forever. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, so we also, one thing I'm excited for that came up in the patch notes is the uh, reduction in cost of certain outfit style things. So there's a list on the forums, but the stuff is listed 50% gold now, 50% less. So um, a lot of the really expensive stuff, especially like the stuff you buy with crowns, there's a lot of things that are way too much gold to do an outfit. Like, especially, like I said, the things you paid for with crowns. Like, yeah. why do you have to pay for again to put that on? Even <laughs> the first time. Like, come on. Yeah. It should come with the uh... a token yeah. or something. Yeah. The tokens that they have that I never really use. <laughs> yeah, I'll just pay that 10,000 gold. Pretty much. <laughs> so we also have the uh, new motif chapter style pages coming out of the new trial. Kinds ages sea giant motif style. That sounds pretty freaking cool. So definitely check that out. And if you have been up in Kinds ages and that's your your place, now you have a chance to get in those drops. I've still only done that trial once, and we still, uh, you know. That was the one time we did it, and we didn't even do it the trial correctly. Yeah, we've never correctly. seen it correctly. <laughs> yep. So, um, what about antiquities, dog? Did they fix enough of it to make you not hate antiquities anymore? No. <laughs> but there are lots of bug fixes, of which is good, but they adjusted the leads for antiquity motifs, so only one will drop from any particular source at a time as originally attended, which is which was the leads for the uh, treasure maps for the ancient elf, ancient orc, and ancient Nord styles. And yeah, so one more week for us console players to get those treasure maps done for those motifs. And treasure maps are like a ridiculously priced item right now, and I think I'm not going to be able to get all of them, but I'll at least gonna be able to get most of them done. All right, so next up we have Hero Storms. Uh, the Lost Souls, which form at part of the Hero Storms event, will now spawn less frequently. Uh, Hero Storms in West, Western Skyrim and, and Blackreach uh, will now form at new location much faster once defeated or resetting. So you should have no problem finding any available Hero Storm to fight. And for the Lost Souls part, I think that probably has to do with the uh, kind of like nerfing of the healing sets being group only instead of allies so yeah i think it's good that they did that and uh it's good that they have continued to work on the hair storms pretty much since they came out 
it's not something they just left broken. And even when they kind of fix it, they weren't just like, well, that, there you go. It's kind of fixed. They keep working on them. And I like to see that. Hopefully they do that with the healing stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, fingers crossed. So then we have the Imperial City Prison. A couple changes. The Lord Warden boss fight. You should once again be able to brace for impact. God knows if it will work. They keep saying you should be able to brace for impact. It's like the third time I've seen it in the patch notes. Probably this year. But, I mean, one day it will work. Um, I've had it happen to me where it doesn't work. So I know how it feels. And it it sucks. because everyone, Especially because we're doing it no death. And it was like, you get to it, and then everyone in the group is like, really, dude? Really? And you're like, I pressed it. <laughs> and, you know, ICP is a great dungeon. It has uh, Lirath and, you know, Flash Astronauts are tools for the dim-witted, which is why it is rumored that only dim-witted necromancers like Bob are heard to be still dying from this phase, which Bob just, you know, talked about how he died from it, so... Clearly, I did not create this rumor. It was, you know, Bob. <laughs> you know, the one um, horrible mistake they made with the main story is not giving you the option to just totally kill Lyrinth and be like, I don't need your <laughs> help at all. I could just go kill everything, get in there, and murder my lug ball. So screw you, Lyrinth. You don't even know crap. All right. Uh, if I had a bleep button right now, Lyrinth, I swear to God, just be like, bleep. but I mean, you know that people in the main story don't stay dead, though. So <laughs> that's true. Maybe I should be happy that she lived through it, and then kill kill Lyrinth later, and then Lyrinth will stay dead. I mean, she's a danger, so she doesn't stay dead. But yeah, really. <laughs> Do you think Daedra just come back or what? Mola Ball came back. Um, He's a Daedra prince. I think Daedra kind of apply to the same thing. Like they uh, get like reformed or. Man, okay, okay. That's some deep lore. <laughs> We're going to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I, I know <laughs> now. It's so interesting to it. You know, it's so easy to get, you know, lost in a freaking Elder Scrolls lore discussion because that crap is so interesting. But um, anyways, before we do so, uh, dog, go ahead and drop this last little uh, note. Here are the side stuff before we get into some of the trait stuff. All right. NPCs. Uh, a number of NPCs who cannot be stolen or murdered can now be murdered and looted. So, yeah, that's awesome. Very awesome for people who love to murder NPCs like Doc. And loot them and steal from them. I would say rob, rob from them, but you really can't rob people. So. so, for the first time, we do have some pretty big changes on the traits. I haven't seen trait changes as far as like armor traits, weapon traits, jewelry in a very long time. So uh, for armor traits, Divines is going up to 9.1% increase up from 7.5, which is huge. Yes, and Mpen is getting another lowered cost, and it's going to be at 127, down from 172, which was, I think, down from like 
three hundred something before Great War. So Yeah. And then infused for armor is going to increase the enchantment potency by twenty five percent now from twenty percent. So there's a buff to infused as well as divines. Invigorating increase the recovery bonuses granted to sixteen. So if you got the invigorating staff, you get five more recovery. Nernho now decreases the armor granted to, or it decreased the armor that was granted from 301 to 253. So, uh, yeah, that's that's actually a pretty substantial little decrease, honestly. Yeah. And then lastly, well fitted, increase the cost reduction granted to 6% up from 5%. And it's the cost reduction of, I think, roll dodge. Now, there's nine traits possible for armor, and they we just read six that got changed. That's two-thirds of all the traits that just got affected for armor. That's pretty... That's a big chunk. Yeah. Divine's probably the biggest one, for sure. 9.1 up from 7.5. I That reminds me of, like, Snipe. Like, who is over <laughs> exhaust? Like, Snipe needs to get buffed. That's, like... <laughs> Must have been the same dude. Like the vines needs to get buffed. Okay, like, hey, you know, and it's like all the DPS. They hear him say that, and they're like, look at each other. Like, should we tell him? Like, I don't know, dude. That would be kind of nice. Like, all right, we'll just let it happen. Yeah, they'll nerf it eventually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, at least at least that guy just saw Buffett snipe, right? He's like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe he, you know, maybe he's been on this, like, nerfing impen train. He's like, you know what? This impen is ruining oh. my, my streak, and I need to go full divines, and I need to lower their impen so I can just snipe them better. My- Dude, that's why. That's why they stopped <laughs> buffing snipe, because he finally was like, wait, guys, but where is the snipe buff? And they're like, no, <laughs> no more. And he had to think of a new way. He's like... How could I still buff Snipe? <laughs> like, okay, we'll just get impen totally reduced. So my Snipe crits will do more damage. <laughs> so I'm still doing more. Like, dude, man, that guy's a genius. Whoever, whoever, whatever person is there just getting these buffs across is an evil genius, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> We have four changes as far as the weapon traits coming. And first off, we have Decisive, which increased the chance for this trait to proc to 27.5 slash 55% uh, from 20 to 40%. So, yeah, a little bit of a substantial increase, honestly. Yep, we have uh, Defending and Sharpened. Uh, they increase the amount of armor or armor penetration. Granted to 1638 and 3276 up from 1376 and 2752. And then like the lower number, it would be like for a one-handed weapon. And then the, you know, the bigger numbers for like a two-handed weapon. So your staff or bow. Yeah, that's a, that's a big increase as well, honestly. Yeah. And then we have Precise, which everyone uses. Increase the critical chance granted from this trait to 8.6% up from 7%. So, yeah, that's a pretty big increase. 
and uh, precise is a big one for people. So yeah, and once again, you have that that uh, snipe bow guy. You know, he buffed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's even more damage. <laughs> Yeah, buff sharpen, nerf impen. He's like, all right, you know, I'll buff my snipe. I'll find a way. All right, so last for the traits, we have jewelry, which once again, two thirds of the traits got affected. So, right off the bat, arcane and robust went to 877 up from 870. So, that's pretty much pointless change, but it's there. I mean, think about that extra seven magic you can have. I mean, that's all you can really do with it because it won't be helpful, but yeah. And next up, we have uh, Bloodthirsty. Uh, this trait now grants up to 350 weapon and spell damage against targets under 90% health, scaling linearly by 1% missing health rather than, rather than granting a 10% damage decrease against targets under 25% health. It's a pretty big change. Yeah, I mean, once again, you know, Snipe Build Guy is like even better. I can buff up my uh, site build with doing more damage as they're about to die. So, yeah. And then a big time nerf coming up. We got Harmony. Reduce the effectiveness bonus on synergies to 20%, down from 35%. It's a 15% reduction in effectiveness. Pretty much pointless now. It's a piece of crap. I hate my build. Rip you know uninstall quit i'm just kidding nah but it did that one totally ripped my little uh necro pvp build it was broken i knew it was gonna get ripped but that uh is a sad little moment but it's okay you know that's what transmute gems are for right yep you know you get 50 of them for making 25k ap and uh cyrodiil every month and gray host so there you go. That's that's one uh, jewelry piece right there. All right. True. Uh, health they increase the max health granted to nine sixty five up from nine nine fifty seven. Swift they increase the movement speed granted to seven percent up from six percent. Yeah, my uh, sword will be able to run even faster by that extra one percent. <laughs> yep. And then lastly, we have Triune, which increased the match magicka and stamina, granted to 439, and max health to 482, which was up from 435 and 478. So, four extra magicka and stamina, and four extra health. There you go. Yeah, so some big changes, some not so much. Uh, biggest ones, definitely Bloodthirsty and Harmony for Jewelry. All right, so uh, we are just cruising through it now. Still got a bit left here. Let's start with the Mundestone changes we've got, dog. All right, you have the Achnock and the Serpent, and this increases the recovery bonus granted to 310, up from 238. Then you've got the Mage and the Tower, and they decrease the maximum resources granted to 2023, down from 2028. Which I mean, really, I, we didn't even need to have like talk about that. Five, come on, guys. It must have been because they increased the uh, they increased the arcane and the triune. 
that had to be what it was. <laughs> True. All right. So you have the Lord, which decreased the max health granted to twenty two twenty five, down from twenty two thirty. They did do a lot to a lot of Mundustones. Well, they ch- did affect a lot of the Mundustones. Most of them are so slight you won't even notice they changed. So uh, we're going to skip to some of the bigger ones. Uh, also, we have the Ritual, where they decreased the healing done granted to 8% down from 10%. So they just don't... They hate healers, this patch, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to lose a, on 2% overpowered healing that you really don't care about but uh then you have the shadow which uh it now grants 11 percent crit damage and healing rather than 30 percent crit damage yeah that one is also a bummer two percent loss might not really notice it but, but it sucks one so yeah that's it i feel like you probably want to be running shadow for crit healing uh, yeah, and then yeah, uh, good little change here. I think we mentioned it somewhere earlier, but the following set weapons will no longer drop as bows or staffs because these are all direct damage things. I'm pretty sure melee damage, melee damage. Yeah, I know we talked about this somewhere, but Aegis Collar, Curse of Doilmesh, Viper's Sting, and Word of Cyrodiil. So, once again, these are all melee proc sets. No reason to have bows or staffs, so they no longer exist. Oh, this is a kind of an interesting one. Uh, most undaunted mask and shoulder style pages now stack to 200. And I'm hoping that this applies to collectibles and like the companion style pages we have many, many, many of in our guild bank. It'd be nice. That would be nice. But I don't know. I don't see why they just uh, stack the style page or sh- mask and shoulder of the Undaunted, but I guess there might be some technical thing behind it, but oh no, not really, because the uh, what, like the Lyris, Abner Tharn, that that was all at the same time as the uh, Undaunted stuff, so Like I said, I hope that uh, you know applies to more stuff. And then lastly, the duplicates of loot shops that can only be attained once are now filtered out of the loot window. So this might actually help with uh, Arc Shield. If it like counts for uh, that kind of like... Uh, yeah. And like reward type deal. But... Yeah, I guess we'll see. So that's kind of some of the odds and ends stuff and then the bigger trait stuff out of the patch notes. And we're cruising right along here to the end. We do have some uh, class changes to go over and some uh, overall, you know, weapon line and just skill changes in general. So, uh, Dog, I'll let you start off here with the Dragon Knight. All right, for Dragonite, you have the under the Draconic Power uh, skill tree. You have Dragon Blood, and this is the Coagulated Dragon Blood Morph. They increase the base healing of this ability by approximately twelve percent to ensure it's closer in line with other heals such as Breath of Life and uh, Blood Sacrifice. Um, 
With this new value, the heal for coagulating blood should be slightly weaker than those heals, while above 50% health, but slightly stronger than them, while below 50% health. And then the deviation and healing effectiveness will be between 0 and 16.5%. So, yeah, I mean, uh, for tanking, it'll, that, that'll be really nice because, I mean, popping Dragon Blood should probably put you about full health. Um, it'll be really annoying to be fighting, you know, Dragon Knights just in general because, well, they'll, it's, uh, self-heal and all that, but they, like, they, they, like they said, it'll be like Breath of Life or Blood Sacrifice standards, so it'll be interesting. And then they have Inhale, which is, uh, we have the Deep Breath, uh, Morph, which is, uh, this explosion now deals 25% more damage, and then they have the Draw Essence Morph, which now heals for up to 147 percent of the damage done which is up from a hundred percent so on one hand the morph will do more explosion damage and on the other hand it will heal for more all right bob i'll leave it to you for the necromancers so for the necromancers we got a few changes not really too big just kind of small things the uh shocking siphon detonating siphon morph the ability's final explosion now occurs when the tether ends for any reason, rather than only if the final duration was met, which is awesome. More damage, more damage. Then in the Bone Tyrant line, we have the Grave Grasp that got changed, and it's just a little different. Uh, the first circle will snare enemies, second immobilize, third stun. Uh, I mean... You know, I'm not going to go into all of it. It's a little bit different. Still probably not the best stun ever, and you'll probably find some better as a Necromancer, but at least they keep working on it, and I like that. Uh, one of the biggest things about the Necromancers that they worked on is the um, way that when you cast a ability on a soul, especially the Siphon, uh, actually just mainly the Siphon abilities, uh, you're... Necromancer won't just go spinning all over the place, casting it wherever he wants, or, you know, they want. Yeah, one of the interesting things that, uh, about the Grave Grass morph is that uh, it's kind of like the uh, Templar bubble that you see. Because, like, the first hit slows, the second one immobilizes you, and the third hit uh, stuns you. So, I kind of thought that was, like, interesting. that It was kind of like that, but it's an AoE instead. It's kind of weird, but yeah. Um, so for Nightblade, then we also do have some changes. Um, the Executioner passive now triggers whenever an enemy dies within two seconds of being damaged by you, rather than requiring the damage to be an assassination ability. So that's big. Get that far more often. Grim Focus has definitely changed again. And it now grants 2% critical damage and healing per stack while you're stacking it up towards the, uh, the 5. And then stacks removed from these abilities after ending combat will now only be removed in PvP zones. Rather than all the time fixing numerous issues where you could lose all stacks generated where you appeared to still be in combat. 
So, yeah. And then you have a couple other things. Uh, Master Assassin. Weapon and spell damage is now granted to you when you damage uh, attack. When you damage enemies that you are flanking rather than coming out of invisibility. So that's nice. And then we also have Drife where it's going to increase the damage done for this ability and the funnel health morph by approximately 39%. So yeah, that's pretty freaking awesome. That's a good increase on a spammable. All right. We have a sorcerer and this uh this one actually kind of got a little bit changed it's just the crystal shard they reduce the damage done from that and the morse by 21 percent, but they also reduce the cost to 2700 and the abilities have a new effect where uh where after successfully casting your next non-ultimate ability costs 10 percent less within three seconds then you have the crystal frag morph which uh can now proc itself. They slightly reduce the damage of the special proc. It's like less than 1%, so it really doesn't matter. And they introduce a safety window after activating the special proc to help avoid immediately queuing the base version cast right after. But if there's anything I've learned about people in PvP is that if people are going to hard cast crystal frags, they're going to hard cast crystal frags. And then, you know, I was talking about how, you know, Crystal Blast was something that you could spam in dungeons for nice AoE, and well, Crystal Blast is no longer a thing. They they it's they changed it into Crystal Weapon, and is a stamina morph now. And what this does is an instant cast ability that causes your next light or heavy attack made within four seconds to deal additional damage, and it's equal to the standard sample amount like Lava Whip or Veiled Strike, and then. Enemies hit by this ability will have their armor reduced by up to a thousand. And then the other ability is in case, which uh, this ability and its morphs to now restore up to 66% of their ability costs if no targets are immobilized from the cast. So, kind of like the Dragonite Chains, except for as the immobilization part. And it's only 66% instead of full. Very nice, very nice. And then in the Daedric Summoning, we have all pets from this skill line. Now use a hybrid of your spell damage and max magicka rather than purely max magicka. So rip the uh, Necropotent's Crafty Alfique build. Just saying. I mean, max magicka is not what it's all about anymore. It's kind of a big change, honestly. Yeah. I think you're, uh, I mean, I don't I feel like that might be kind of better because now you can kind of focus on spell damage as well and you'll probably yeah. do more damage overall anyways i think so i think your pets will probably do about the same damage but now your other skills will be doing damage. so with that dogged uh i tried to interject there a little bit so because I, I know you're just gonna go on about templars right now so uh yeah go ahead man tell them all about templars you Type two pages of notes here, please. Hey. Please condense it to something it's less page, than that. Okay. It is not only a page. Okay. I'm looking at it right here, everyone. 
You can hear me. I'm on the beginning of page 15, and it's really, it's the second paragraph. Goes to 16, all the way down. Okay, yeah. He, he changed it. Or I got rid of something because it was just bug fixes. Because it was like eight pages long. Now it's only <laughs> two. I'm just kidding. But yeah, go ahead, man. Templars, Templars, Templars. All right. So, Adric Spear. Uh, they changed a passive, which is Burning Light. And this passive has been slightly reworked so that the damage now triggers when you deal damage four times within rapid succession to an enemy with an Adric Spear ability, rather than having a 25% chance to proc per hit. Note that the time window is long enough for abilities that hit at least once every second between will continue to proc this passive. So, ideally, what this does is that only shards and jabs will proc this passive. Especially the jabs, because the jabs are just four strikes within rapid uh, strike within four, like one second. So, it's more it's extra damage to jabs and then if for shards, it'll happen every four ticks of shards, so after every four seconds. And then, of course, if you are spamming Javelin or the Gap Closer or the Shield ability that damages an enemy, uh, it could also proc that passive, but it's highly unlikely that someone would spam that on you. Unless, if of course, you are fleeing on horseback, then yes. You reap what you sow, and I will spam my glad closer on you. And this passive will now help me kill you faster. Now, they changed up how uh, the ritual or retribution work morph works. Uh, it no longer heals. It now just does damage. So it's a purify that'll get you damage. But the damage now increases by 5% each tick for the dura duration of the ability. And then up to a 35% max. So... It longer heals, and it'll do a ton more damage, which I'm sure Bob will love, especially since he likes to sit in that ability. All right, healing ritual. Uh, they reduce the cost of this ability, and it's morphs to 5265, down from 7290. They decrease the healing of these abilities by approximately 25%, and this will set a new AoE heal spammable standard where the healing and costs are 50% more than an AoE damage spammable counterpart, which they will monitor or adhere other abilities into a future update. And my kind of comment is that no one will be spamming this at over 5k magic a pop. And for like PvP, after three uses, that's probably around half your magicka, if not more. There are other ways, like, when you have Radiant Regeneration being as broken as it is, it makes more sense to spam that and have a nice fat heal over time and spam, like, the uh, Illustrious Springs at your feet as you, like, walk in a ball group. Even if it doesn't, you know, cast every time, like, you still have that first hit where it'll do, it'll heal you, so. You know, like I said, you know, at over 5k Magicka, you know, base cost. I don't think people are going to be spamming healing ritual or be ready to put that back into their rotation anytime soon. And then the last Templar passive is a Light Weaver. Uh, this passive has been updated, so healing an ally under 50% of any Restoring Light ability restores one 
War 2 Ultimate rather than restoring 1 or 2 Ultimate when healing an ally under 60% health with a healing ritual ability or with just the healing ritual. And then this passive no longer extends the duration of restoring aura. And that wraps up the uh, Templars. All right. So with that, Dog has finally let out his, you know, inner Templar that he's been holding in. And we only have one last little class change. The Warden Green Balance Skill. Skill. Green Balance Skill. Healing Seed. The synergy from this ability and its morphs no longer count as a green balance skill, as synergies are not meant to be enhanced. Are not meant to be enhanced by their respective skill lines passives. They are activated by allies and not the caster themselves. So yeah. Now, one of the interesting things I find about this ability is that uh, you can uh, synergize that ability yourself. And I wonder if that's why that ability synergy is so OP when you uh, synergize it. And I wonder Talk. how it'll change afterward. Or if it'll be like just a slight change. Hopefully it'll make it a little bit not as powerful because it was pretty OP in some yeah, like I said. PvP situations. Yeah, it's almost like a breath of life, uh, you know, kind of like... You know, it did the same amount of healing as Breath of Life, except for it's AoE. So then for as far as uh, weapon skill lines, we only have one big change we wanted to bring up. The two-handed line Stampede, the morph of um, Crit Rush, I believe, or something like that. Some name. I don't know. Stamp classes. Who plays them? I'm just kidding. I'm going on a tangent. This morph now also causes the initial hit to deal area of effect damage on impact. I think Stampede stuns too. So that thing, you know, just like, let's just make it more OP. Okay, let's do it. They should have that conversation about some magic skills. Let's just make it more OP. Okay, let's just do it. Yep. All right, so Vampire. Uh, you have Eviscerate. They decrease the Execute Multiplier on this ability and Arterial Burst to 33%, down from 50%. Uh, the Blood for Blood Morph. They de decrease the Execute Multiplier to 60%, down from 100%. And then after casting that ability, you cannot be healed by allies for 5 seconds. And, yeah. Uh, just like, you know, the Mythic Item and Winners Just Buy... You know, that lasted for a whole three months before being nerfed hard. You know, they just tried to go too hard with Greymore. <laughs> they, they broke the game, and they're like, okay, we got to pull some stuff back, guys. Yeah. Meanwhile, that guy with that, you know, snipe build is like, yes, <laughs> I'm doing more damage. <laughs> Every time. He is always the winner, period. <laughs> that whoever loves snipe in that the team, you know, Zost headroom, that snipe guy, he will win no matter what. Yeah. All right, Doug. Well, that about wraps it up, man. Any last uh, general thoughts? Uh, no, that is about it. Well, that is it. 
Yeah, yeah, very nice. We're going to experience it together, I guess, everyone. I'm uh, really not looking forward to, like, the uh, upcoming, like, events where they'll do, like, celebrations because it's, like, you know, having Earthcore to heal people during, like, world bosses is nice. Yeah. Guess you'll just have to use Breath of Life, your other broken heal. But I, I'm too busy doing damage. It takes, I have to take time to stop doing damage, stop killing the boss <laughs> to heal. At this that point, I might as well just let the guy die, right? <laughs> yes. See, it's Sauce's fault why you know, it was me and you would let me die. <laughs> so, anyways, that was an awesome episode. So fun to talk patch notes. Uh, we hope you guys super enjoyed. No, we went a little long, but of course, we want to jam pack it with as much information as we can for you. This is how ESO is going to feel for at least a quarter of a year, most likely, without major changes until the next DLC. So this is it. Let's see. Let's go. Uh, let's go see how it feels. Uh, Dogged, if people want to come talk to us about all things Elder Scrolls, where can they find the show? You can find us on uh, Twitter up at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on our Facebook Facebook page of the Red Diamond Career. You can also find us in our Xbox field of Heirs of the Red Diamond, which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you check the show notes accompanying this episode, you can see a link to our merch store where people are getting Red Diamond Courier swag. You can also see a link to go check out Loot Crate, our sponsor. And with our link and code in there, you can get 15% off your first order there. And they have a freaking Elder Scrolls crate. And there's all kinds of awesome stuff coming in there. There's other awesome crates. Go check it out. Make sure you use our link so they know we sent you and the code ROBOTSRADIO. Go check it out. Plus, we have our other sponsor right there, Gamefly. I know you all love Gamefly. And if you haven't got to check out uh, Elder Scrolls Online or maybe one of the other older Elder Scrolls games, or maybe you want to try out some of these new games that are coming out, you can get a whole month of Gamefly for free when you subscribe for your first month. So 10 bucks for one month is going to get you two total months. And it'll also help support our podcast get a little bit of uh you know famous money for me and dog so you guys opportunities are out there and we're really happy to be able to offer them to you guys so outside of that we also have uh you know our music producer you can find him there daniel nisley he's a genius so go hit him up and have him make some music for you and buy stuff that is cool Elder Scrolls stuff and support our cast like you guys always already do. So you guys are the best, honestly. Dogged, all these people are the best. They want to talk to you. Where can they do it? All right. Well, I agree. They are the best. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Xbox with Dogbark24. I'm, uh, you know, I'll probably be uh, murdering people in Red Dead or Story or online or something. Um, yeah. Uh, or I would be like playing Outer Scrolls. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter of at dogbark24. And yeah, that's about it. How about you, Bob? Where can they find you? Well, they can find me on 
Xbox at Bob Chichinsky. Also on Twitter or Twitch at Bob underscore Chichinsky. And on ESOPC, send me a friend request at Bob underscore Chichinsky. And yeah, it's been fun. Uh, all kinds of fun lately. I'm have not, I've just been like my ESO life lately has been like doing things on PC to get back to you know normalcy of where I am on Xbox. Uh, I recently got bit by the antiquities bug trying to get some. I really just wanted the Ring of the Wild Hunt because you know I'm farming so much stuff. It's like I want to be faster, and that would be nice. So I went and did that and. Had to do Elden Hollow a bunch of times. It's hard to find a group on PC, so ended up finally getting that the other day. Now I'm working on the Dwarven Wolf Mount, because I only have crappy mounts and I want something cool. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's uh, that's how it goes. Starting over, got to get some cool stuff, right? Yeah, you know all those uh, Dwarven Morph, or yeah, Dwarven, uh, the Dwarven Mount parts that uh, I help farm for you? I, uh, you yeah, you, you lost them. Yeah, yeah, they they're they're gone. I, I don't know anymore. Oh they, they definitely expired. And like, well, luckily, you only help me farm like three or four. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they're gone. They're not you coming back. You gotta and do I, them. I have, I have no will of going to get that mount. It's if it's not an achievement, which I don't think it is. It's not. Yeah, I then it's it's not necessary. <laughs> All right, dog. Well, thanks for hanging out with me again, man. Patch notes, super fun. Sorry they ripped your healing. But, uh, you know, next week we should be having some exciting stuff going on, some fun conversations. Uh, September is going to be a good month for the Red Diamond Courier. We're excited. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Go try out some new freaking dungeons. Have a good one. being optimistic about bad movies or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie well we've got the podcast for you new to robots radio we represent fresh tomatoes the movie podcast each week we look at two movies that did really badly critically but we try to find the good in them and we have segments such as what could have saved it and would you watch it again if you're there on a saturday night you want to watch a bad movie but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad or if you should even bother give us a listen you can find us on robots radio spotify Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.